I don't know if you saw it over the last couple of weeks, people were doing these like X tokens, you know, where it was like you put the JSON and, and you tweet it and therefore somebody's doing an indexer, you know, to track these like, you know, quote unquote tokens on X. But of course, X, it's completely centralized. It has no blockchain, right? So in theory, that is like, it's like a real nothing burger. But this is that sort of similar thing, but using counterparties messaging system, basically. Yeah, think of it as like a, a version of counterparty running on top of counterparty currently. <laughs> counterparty has this system of like, hey, here's here's the functions we define. And one of those functions is broadcast. And I'm using that ability to just broadcast a string and then building my token level platform above it with the, a lot of the same features that counterparty had back in the day, like callbacks and stuff that was decided early. Nah, we don't want this, but I, I'd want to experiment around with this. Yo, what's good, everybody? First and foremost, make sure that everybody retweets the space. We need more people in here. We need more. We need to share more, <laughs> more people to the east about BTNS. So go to the top, retweet the space, give it a like, throw some comments in there, some things you want to hear about the broadcast token naming system. And we're going to shoot the shit here for a second before we dive into everything. Adam, man, how are you feeling? The ETF has approved $2.1 billion in volume in the first few hours. Is that all, bro? I was expecting... That's it. Is this a pump for ants? No, like literally, is this a pump for ants? Exactly. Like I just talked to my brother right before the show. He's a you know traditional Wall Street guy. And yeah, this is a big deal. Um, so we're going to see how it goes. It's, it's going to be interesting over... you know I don't expect too much the first days and weeks, but it's going to be huge over the next year. year. For sure. Yeah, uh, Daniel got hits actually put a, a good like three minute explainer of what it was. And he was like, yo, at the end of the day, all this is is Bitcoin on the stock market. He's like, this is literally <laughs> all it is. He's yeah. like, it's simplified. He's like, boomers and everybody who's on the stock market, they're intimidated with Coinbase. They don't want to have to deal with moving all the shit over. He's like, it's the same thing in the crypto space. To where you have everything on Binance, everything on Coinbase, and you don't want to go through anything else. It's the same thing here. I was like, oh, that's pretty good, like, left curve. Experience. That's, that's experience. absolutely true. I mean, look, the, the first Bitcoin I ever bought was, uh, you know, through whatever, Grayscale. I think that was probably the first one I ever bought. Was on really? Grayscale. You bought GBTC and you got ripped yeah. on it? Dude, I still have it. I, I actually, when, when it dipped, uh, I told my brother, man, when Bitcoin dipped to 20K, I was like, we back trucks up at 20K. And uh, my truck is like, you know, 15 grand, but you know, <laughs> that, that was my truck. But like, look, the, the grayscale, the, the VIG between like what it was selling for and that, that metric was like 30, 40% uh, based on the price of Bitcoin. And so it was a good deal. And, you know, I think anybody who bought GBTC, you know, under 25K is going to do very well. Sit, sitting pretty. Chris, were you ever a GBTC buyer? Were you ever um, one of the catch up traders? Yo, no, I, I never did that ca uh, cash and carry trade. Um, that's like the Widowmaker trade. That's kind of like what blew up the entire industry. Pretty crazy. Just <laughs> uh, differentiator for the for the ETF is that you have actual salesmen out there selling these exchange traded products. So you have people that are incentivized with a percentage, and they're targeting all these people that have zero percent exposure. So you have an entire client base that has zero percent exposure to this new product that you have. And you get commissioned by selling it. So it's actually a pretty big differentiator over the time, over over some time. I definitely agree. It's a huge change in the market dynamic. 
absolutely love to see that. Well, I'm excited for the spaceman, right? There's uh J Dog kind of been uh, all over um the center stage of attention regarding obviously counterparty, but we're gonna talk about BTNS. But first, before we come in and uh talk, I wanna say hello to Dogfather, who's also um, been involved with this man. And uh, we've been talking about this space for what a week or two now. How are you feeling? Yeah, GM, GM, GM. Yeah, it's it's an exciting uh, times. I mean, of course, uh, ETF is is a big thing. Like it's a spot ETF, so we already have like the future based ETF. So it's really just the underlying, a bit different, but still, it makes a huge change because you know the ninety five percent of the people who are not into like Bitcoin, like you know the hardware wallet and and all these things. Then they can now be easily onboarded. You know, you call them boomers. I call them, you know, fresh liquidity. And this <laughs> right, is like, exactly, bro. <laughs> I'm not saying exit liquidity, right? I'm saying fresh liquidity and and, and new people. <laughs> because what what do they do? I mean, these are not like degen traders who go in and out uh, every day. They go, they put some money into their retirement plans, and one, two, three, how many percent is in Bitcoin? And this is like stable demand. I mean, these people really sign it once and then this may be for 10 or 20 years, always a certain percentage goes into these plants. This is stable new demand for Bitcoin. So in the long run, I think this is like a big deal. Uh, now we just have these anticipation effects, how big it is and so on. But this is like fresh demand, probably not the, the type of people some like, um, you know, that's just the taste base. I mean, you call them boomer or whatever. I would say this, this is a huge onboarding to a, a part of the population who were not touching uh, them. Maybe uh, probably, I mean, probably in, in the long run, this is, this is, you know, just another phase of, of uh, adoption. I think it's, it's a very good signal. Yeah. I mean, those people would never own Bitcoin, right? I mean, that's the, that's the idea. You know, they wouldn't even go on, on Coinbase and own it. And especially people like 401ks, like I bought mine in my 401k, right? And so it's like, um, yeah, like Dogfather just said, it's it's a fresh liquidity. And when you think about all these millennials and stuff who are just starting to set up their 401ks, are they going to be buying IBM or are they probably going to roll it into Bitcoin or uh, or Ethereum, hopefully down the road? So, yeah, this is uh, good for the entire crypto space. Feels like we made it. Yep. From what I hear, uh, May, I think, is the earliest for the possibility of an ETH ETF. And God damn it, my camera is... I'm going to I'm gonna have to fix my camera, guys, for those watching live stream. This is two days in a row now. I think That OBS software, bro. That OBS, man, is just this... The <laughs> yeah. I fiddled around with OBS for literally years. And it's <laughs> it's soul-crushing, bro. You OBS is like... Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not using OBS. It's just I've had this camera for four years, so maybe the camera's finally dying. I don't, yeah. I don't know what the case is. But without further ado, J Dog, man, uh, you have. If you if there was ever a way to have a grand entrance into a new project, I think you have definitely hit that milestone, man. Uh, how how have you been doing over the last few weeks? Uh. Pretty shitty, but you know it's it's all right. I think uh, I'm doing what's best in the best interest of of uh, counterparty, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a, an interesting time. I do want to say that even though this is lining up and looking, it could look like this all was planned to force com you know people into this conversation and be aware of BTNS. That was not 
my plan at all. I didn't plan to have this broadcast thing set up or anything. And, you know, um, a month and a half ago, I kind of decided, you know, I can't handle the stress anymore. I need to plan my exit from counterparty. What's the best way that I can do this and make sure that it's decentralized. Um, and, and I think I've, I've executed on that. Um, so anyway, I, I don't want to talk about uh, counterparty drama in, in here because uh, I want to launch B, uh, the BTNS on a, on a new, new note, no bringing no negativity, no, no, no extra drama. I'm just excited to build on it. So I created a Twitter space later today um, where um, I'll do an AMA. I'll stay on as long, you know, well, for a couple hours at least. Um, I'll let answer. <laughs> Maybe not as long as people want. You might be there all day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do two hours. You do two hours of explainers. <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, you know, um, like I said, I don't want to have the drama here. I, I want to talk about BTNS, but I, I will say that I'm glad to have the <laughs> some of the weight off of me. And I am so looking forward to building more stuff the way that I want. And, um, you know, Javier and I have had a dream of putting, uh, and, and, and John um, had a dream of putting together a, a multi-chain platform. And we tried for many, many, many years to push stuff forward on Counterparty. And we, we always met with resistance. And so we're, we're, I personally am very happy, and, and Javier is too, uh, that, that we're moving forward with our own project completely independent of, of Counterparty. And, uh, yeah. So well, anybody- I, think you, I think you timed it perfectly, you know, right on the ETF day is the same day it all goes down on counterparty. And, uh, so it's perfect timing as far as I'm concerned. I think you planned the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> so yesterday must've been a crazy day for you, but you're free of it now. And, uh, you know, good on you for, you know, pressing the issue. Uh, I think I tweeted about it right before this space. I said, like, it felt like, you were like, look, I don't want this to drag on. Let's 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 get into it and, and finalize this. And it looks like you got that done. So congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. So here I've pulled up on the the live stream is a thread by Dogfather. It says the TLDR is that uh, BTNS is a new fungible Bitcoin token standard developed by counterparty OGs. You did mention here that it is a multi-chain kind of product. Do you just want to uh, start with the base level? What What is the concept behind it? And uh, when did you originally implement it? And then we'll go into development afterwards. Sure. Um, so the quick version is I wrote it as kind of a way to guide some of the stamps people if they wanted to do some stuff on Counterparty. If you want to you want to do a new token system like SRC20, here's, here's how you could do it responsibly on, on Counterparty. Um, and then I kind of had fun building the spec out a little bit more. And then, you know, I was like, well, if I really am going to build this thing out, let's build out all the features that Counterparty has and throw some extra stuff like rug features and airdrops and a lot of the stuff that I've wanted to throw into Counterparty for many, many years, but haven't been able to. And so I built out this whole spec, kind of just was like a thought experiment um, and put it out there. And then, you know, I spent... <sighs> you know, a week or so writing the basic indexer that like allows people to mint tokens and send them back and forth and just created the basic functionality about, I think, eight months ago and just set up a site for it so people could see what's going on and put it to the side and uh, and uh, haven't really haven't really worked on it because I've been busy with other stuff. But I'm going to go full force on it now. Um, the general idea with it is, is that uh, Counterparty comes with a whole lot of technical debt. It's, it's a tough platform to manage and 
And, uh, you know, it's launching something new where you can start with a brand new clean rule set, rule set and a brand new ledger and say, all right, here, we're going to try a, a, a brand new experiment. Um, and we don't have to carry forward all of these patches and fixes and all of these, this technical debt. We can start something new um, and, and try out something new. So that's what uh, B, BTNS is. My plan with BTNS is it's open source. I'm going to develop it out in the open for free. I'm not, I'm not collecting, not holding up any source code, not saying you have to pay me for it. I'm building this project out no matter what. Um, I'm doing it for fun. And uh, I'm going to listen to the community on like, hey, maybe this would be nice and maybe that would be nice. But make no mistake, I'm the one deciding the, the feature. Javier and I are the ones deciding the features of this uh, indexer. And then once the indexer is all the way written, um, and you know, like fully functioning, um, I'm going to put it out there and stop working on it. Um, and then I'm going to pivot. Uh, I'm, I'm basically pivoting Xchain in the future. Uh, won't announce exactly when, but Xchain in the future will be um, pivoting to a full platform uh, where we will be moving off of uh, counterparty and we will be building our own uh internal infrastructure like I, Javier and I already have it all all mapped out but basically you're going to be able to do exact same thing you're going to be able to run a fed node spin it up have an indexer and the idea is I'm writing the guts of a new counterparty possible token system putting it forth to the community anybody can copy it anybody can tweak it anybody can run their own version of it do exactly whatever they want with it and then I'm taking the guts of that engine into what I believe will be a fun new platform called X chain platform and I'm you know, Javier and I are writing the rest of the pieces that we need to replace Counterparty and then launching it and seeing what happens. So tell me about, I, I this I didn't quite understand when BTNS first launched and, you know, that first day or hours or whatever, I'm minting them and whatever. But tell me, is it actually tokens or it's the messaging system within Counterparty? Like my monkey brain says, oh, it's you can send messages using Counterparty. And this is just an indexer that basically tracks that messaging. And then if we have, you know, a token system like a JSON, you know, system like, you know, anything else, this is our way of tracking it. We're going to track it because it's on counterparty. Therefore, it's, you know, secured by the blockchain and, you know, kind of thing. But tell me like more details there. Am I, am I missing it that it's just the messaging system or are actual tokens created? How, do, how does it actually like work? Sure, you're you're absolutely right. It is it is just a messaging system. It just takes messages and encodes them into uh, a, a Bitcoin transaction. Um, currently, the way it works is is you know I those messages that people broadcast to create tokens and and move stuff around on the BTNS platform currently are done via counterparty broadcasts. Um, because it's the most simplest way to do it. Much like we'll be the stamps guys were like, hey, the counterparty platform here, it's very, it's a Swiss army knife. Let's see what we can do with it. Um, so I'm doing the same, but I'm doing it in a way, that, you know, via broadcast. Um, so as far as, um, anyway, I'll pause. Go ahead. What, yeah, so, so, so it's, it's basically the messaging system. Um, is it similar, I guess in a way, like, I, I don't know if you saw it over the last couple of weeks, people were doing these like, um, x tokens you know where it was like you put the json and, and you tweet it and therefore somebody's doing an indexer you know to track uh these like you know quote unquote tokens on x but of course x has no it's it's completely centralized 
It has no blockchain, right? So in theory, that is like, it's like a real nothing burger. But this is that sort of similar thing, but using counterparties messaging system, basically. Yeah, so I think I'm having a little bit of technical difficulties on my side. So um, sorry about that. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we yeah. got you, man. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I think it was just my computer here for a second. So um, I think you guys should be good now. Can you Can you guys all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, can cool. you repeat the question? Yeah, go ahead, Adam. Just make sure you mute um, your spaces. My bad, guys. My computer is being weird right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually on the, to the spaces audio right now. All right, hold on. There you go. All right, guys. Yeah, that, yeah, that was... Um, so yeah, my question, sorry about that, J-Dog, was, was basically in relation to uh, the way it functions um, in that, like if you saw on, on X over the last couple of weeks, uh, people were doing this kind of like naming system on X where you could tweet out basically a JSON for some token, right? And somebody's created an indexer to track that on X. It's literally, you know, it's, it's an indexer. And I mean, they're doing JSONs. But of course, there's no nothing tying it to any sort of blockchain. So, you know, your your tweets get deleted, it it goes away. So, but basically it's that sort of thing, just so I understand it. It's not basically creating new tokens, it's it doing it all through a messaging system. And then the indexer tracks those messages. Uh yeah, think of it as like a, a version of counterparty running on top of counterparty currently. <laughs> counterparty has this system of like, hey, here's here's the functions we define. And one of those functions is broadcast. And I'm using that ability to just broadcast a string and then building my token level platform above it with the a lot of the same features that counterparty had back in the day, like callbacks and, and, and stuff that was decided early. Nah, we don't want this, but I, I'd want to experiment around with this more. So I, on Dogfather's post, there's um, the top three tickers, I believe here are uh, SAT, XC, and then USD. So these would be like the equivalent of SRC20s, but or BRC20s. Uh, how do these differ from the other standards, BRC20, SRC20, and um, I guess just even counterparty tokens in general? Sure. Uh, BRC and uh, is uh, JSON, um, and, and SRC is kind of the same thing, just JSON, a whole bunch of extra wasteful text that's not necessary. Um, and uh, BTNS is, is instead of encoding the data in, in JSON messages where you're like, this is the field and this is the value and this is – I kind of do the same thing, but I do it in a more compact format. Um, standardized format that uh, people can just copy a pay and paste this, a string and, and um, you know, my messages are much, much smaller, I guess. Uh, and uh, is there any major technical difference before uh, in between that, that separates this from, from all the other ones you mentioned JSON, but is there, is there anything more um, to it than just whatever is specific to um, BTNS? If that makes sense. Go ahead, Dogfather. J Dog, you might be muted. Yeah, I'm maybe, just trying maybe. to think about highlighting some of the differences. But I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's a new token kind of platform to play around with stuff. There's a lot of stuff that is going to be different, very similar to Counterparty, but very, very, you know, different. Um, and 
yeah, the messages are smaller. Um, as far as what's actually stored in the the database, I'm I'm not storing any you know huge descriptions in a database like like so. Uh, databases won't be bloated by people who decide to put you know huge descriptions in like stamps. Um, there and uh, you know there's there's some other technical differences, but um, you know I'll I'll wait to highlight those until I'm asked specific things about the differences and uh, we'll come to well i mean go ahead j-dog go ahead lay, lay it out there are some people that are technical and you know these things do matter uh, maybe not so much to dgens but potentially to builders who are listening to this that maybe they'll opt for uh btns over maybe some of the other uh, fungible token systems that they're looking into uh sure to be to be perfectly honest you know it's been a really stressful few days and i've only gotten like four four hours of sleep over the past four, four days so it's really difficult to like stay focused um but um yeah if I'm, something I'm, comes I'm, up we'll, we'll we'll get into it dog father go yeah, ahead if anybody has specific questions yes yeah. ask them for me if you want me to just ramble on about some of the things that i'm still thinking about on on btns uh, I can be happy to do that, but stop me after a minute or two. Okay, go ahead, Dog Father. Yeah, maybe just to to give uh, J Dog a, a few seconds to rest. Um, coming back to your question, Adam, what's the difference to counterparty tokens and BTNS? And that's obviously the fair mint, right? So um, in the same thing, like you mint a BRC twenty token, uh, these are also uh, fair mints. While a counterparty token, typically you mint everything you know, to the uh, issue address, and then you try to sell it. It's more like an ICO. And uh, people really appreciate these fair mints, and this is why they are so popular. So that's one thing. And then uh, JDoc has really cool features planned that go way beyond what BSC20 can do. So for example, it's not yet implemented, but it's on the list of things you want to do or the team wants to do. So you can create a list of, let's say, 50 supporters who were like buying early on, and then you can airdrop them uh, a new token or whatever you have. So this would be pretty difficult with BRC20s and uh, Yoko can be botted and everything. And as far as I understand the specs, they are really cool features. I mean, that's what you typically really like to make an, an, an airdrop to your community that's not bothered where you don't have to collect whitelists and you don't have to uh, work with a launch pad. You have to need to have the right connections to Magic Eden or whatnot, but everyone can really collect addresses, create a user created, you know, list. Everyone can see it. It's also a broadcast and then you can drop a token. So it's fully transparent. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. Everyone who used Counterparty in the past and did a dividend payment and, and you love that you I mean you have to love this feature. Uh, so that, that's pretty cool. That's something I, I'm looking forward to. Uh, another thing is you're more flexible with respect to the ticker names. Yeah, that's so, what I was gonna say. Is it I, I've seen the three digits and I've obviously I've minted four digits, I think. So is it any any length of, of ticker? Um, um I have to look at the specs, but you can do um, I think one uh, and two and three uh, letters as well, which is not possible on BRC20. So for example, I deployed SAT, so SAT, which I think was pretty cool uh, because, you know, ETH, ETH you know, uh, BTC and so on, 
that's all three letter tickers. And I mean, that's extremely popular. And I think, I mean, it's a, it's a minor thing maybe to some, but I mean, some tickers just work way better if you have three letters or maybe two or one, but I'm just saying people love these three letter tickers. So that's one thing you can add um, an icon to your ticker, which is which was really cumbersome with BRC20 at the beginning. So there, there are a few like details you can see that are just like more refined and it's a fresh start. You can, I mean, if, if the community likes to see something and it's feasible, uh, one can do that. It's still early, right? It's not like BRC20 where you have billions of market cap and have to be very cautious, but here we can really experiment uh, so I, I'm so much looking forward to what JDoc, Javier, and 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 you know the team is building. So here on Mark Three AI, which I believe is the only marketplace that supports these right now, uh, the market cap of SAT is 3.1 million. There's about 2,200 owners, and there's been 15 sales in the last 24 hours. XC, XC uh, the market cap is 500k, a thousand owners two sales in 24 hours and then usd market cap 700k it has 98 owners and zero sale sales in the last 24 hours so if you're interested in this it is very very early but dogfather i want to ask about kind of the community that's coalesced around it you are on you know you're on the forefront you get engaged with individuals participating in all of these different bitcoin and dogecoin type ecosystems uh, what have you seen so far in the type of uh, community that is uh, formed so far? Yeah, so what I, what I experienced in the last like three weeks when I actually saw it on my timeline popping up again, um, that BTNS is now like uh, really used. And uh, I mean, it, it's very simple. It's I think 90, 95% um, SRC and BRC20, uh, you know, uh, collectors or traders, I would say. Um, and, and mostly from China and Asia. So like, like the same thing we see on BSC 20, uh, I would say, plus some counterparty OGs who just like to be early on, on everything. Like, uh, I, I would say I'm not an OG, but I, I saw that JDoc was talking about that. I was at the same day experimenting with it, uh, tried to deploy some like Adam and, um, you know, just, just playing around with it. And, uh, now it's, you know, picking up steam. And um, we have a very enthusiastic community, um, in particular from China. They they really want to push that. They they you know they they are really into it. They were minting out. I think like um, I have to check my own tweet again. Uh, let's let's see. We have um, six hundred of them of these tokens are minted out. I mean, uh, you know, this is really massive. I mean, they are, they are really onto uh, onto that. The marketplace was also rolling that out uh, pretty quickly after this was picked up by the Chinese community. And I'm in, in a couple of WeChat groups and wow, there, there's a lot of things uh, going on there. So I, my, my translation, you know, I, 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 you know, I have an, an auto translation there and it, this is really just sometimes breaking down because there's so much going on. Interesting to say the least. So. What is the cost of mint? JDog mentioned that is a smaller file size. I posted earlier today, I was minting an SRC20 yesterday and it was costing me, you know, $20 per, mm. per mint of a thousand. And uh, to mint out this, this token STMPP uh, across 20,000 mints was about 400 to 500K in wow. fees, right? Like that's because of the, the way that the data stored and the, and the size and, 
as you know, with BRC20, um, as long as, you know, sats per V-byte sit, sit under maybe 50, you know, it is pretty reasonable. Uh, what is the experience here with BTNS in terms of the cost of minting? Uh, the minting process, uh, the message is pretty darn short. You just say the, the token and, you know, you mint this token. Um, there's some option, additional options to say how much you want to mint and where you want it to mint to, but all of it should fit in an op return, um, single op return. So it's a very tiny transaction. Um, so yeah, um, as far as, uh, like files, the... Sorry, my brain scrambled right now. Yeah, I think but, it was like when I was doing them, um, I, I can't remember what it was, maybe a week ago. Somebody was like, oh, go mint this right now. I was like, all right, whatever. Got on there, yeah. use free wallet. I think it was like six to eight bucks each one kind of thing was the, the mint cost. Uh, and I was paying high gas, right? Because it was a, you know, it was minting out fast. So I was paying high gas, something like that. Uh, I mean, Dogfathers, that that about the going rate or is it much cheaper, obviously, if there's no like mint? rush to mint um but is that like yeah is that like five five to eight bucks typically yeah i mean it's as cheap as you can have it right i mean this is like one up return is i think more or less the the minimum you can do um so it's if you say it's a fair mint it is as fair as it can be on bitcoin because it's it's very small and you can mint it for a few dollars this is also a reason why it was so popular to to mint out uh these these tokens um, and also, you know, if you have a period like now with relatively low fees, uh, that's obviously also a lot of fun, right? Just, just, just to try it and, uh, you know, to, I mean, we have 600 tokens that minted out with, you know, uh, a, you know, a significant supply. So that that's pretty massive. And it was only possible because of, you know, this, this efficiency in uh, how JDog and the team was coding it. Now, wait, the, fir the first token, wasn't it like, JDog, didn't you do like your own JDog token with like a, uh, so it wasn't like there was, there's no like uh, sats or something or Ordi or something like that. There's no like well, yeah, big supply for the first one, right? And initially, I was like, hey, this is, I'm just fucking around and I yeah, yeah, yeah. mint these tokens. But then after I was like, wait a minute, this could really take off. There's potential. And I don't want to piss off the counterparty community by by having a ledger on top of their ledger where there could be two rare pepes that people could say live on counterparty i don't want that confusion so i when i started the platform i said hey i meant a jdog and burr and whatever and expected it to be a new thing but then i was like whoa this could get off the rails real quick so i went back that up and and uh you know made the first indexer respect the counterparty ledger so anybody who owns their token on counterparty is currently reserved their btns name is reserved for them to come and use btns if they want but i would felt it was important to not you know abuse counterparty with transactions and also run an alternate ledger on top of it that's just a that's a horrible thing to do you know we we want to use counterparty responsibly as long as we can go ahead doc Wally. Yeah, so and if you if you if you look at the at the token list, like the valid token list, not not the one Adam was trying to mint, like <laughs> I don't know, Peppy or whatnot, something uh, popular. I, I did the same with a few things that were invalid. But you see, if you look in the list, that it's typically um, a one, two, or three-letter name like Sat, or we have let's say the fourth one is P or X, or then later we have uh, Bob, or you know, 
the, the, the notorious sacks and whatever you see on every chain once there's something new. So these shorter ones that were not like reserved by, by, by counterparty OGs and JDoc obviously minted uh, JDoc or deployed JDoc because he owns uh, probably JDoc on, on counterparty. Uh, but other than that, we typically have like uh, shorter ones, um, you know, pretty early on because they were not like reserved by, by counterparty token names that start with four letters or more. And zooming out a little bit and thinking about, you know, the grander vision of BTNS, is there any future roadmap or possibility that it'll have the introduction of the equivalent of NFTs, whether that is like inscriptions or, or JSONs on it? Is there any possibility um, for that type of venture just to help myself and others understand if this is just something for fungibility type trading or if there's a possibility to have uh, a full flourishing ecosystem, like the equivalent of what they're seeing on stamps or ordinals. Sorry, can you repeat the question one more time? Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, you know, looking at the ecosystems that are emerging across Bitcoin, you have stamps, you have ordinals, then you go to Dogecoin, you have Doginals. These type of meta protocols or ecosystems have fungible tokens. They also have non-fungibility aspects to it, right? Like inscriptions or whatever type of JSON is being introduced to the protocol. Is there uh, any type of roadmap or future possibility that BTNS can be more of these like full-fledged ecosystems that offer fungible and non-fungible type protocols, or is this strictly just for fungibility? Nope, it's an open platform, just like Counterparty. People can you create tokens and use them for whatever they want. Some of the differences are uh, that I am going to, people can encode files, like ordinals or whatever data they want in the transaction itself, um, as well as including the message. So like the message that creates a token. So you can issue a token on DTNS and at the same time encode some file, data, image, NFT, pointer in that same transaction um and then ha you know it will be broadcast to the to the network um as far as viewing nfts and all of that stuff absolutely all the functionality that you see on x chain is immediately portable over to btns you point your token description at a, a json url that works on counterparty the same exact url the same exact information appears currently on the BTNS Explorer. So yes, it's you can do NFTs on it, you can experiment with it, you can do whatever. I'm just making sure that the messaging system for creating and moving tokens back and forth and doing the actions on the platform are entirely separate from files and additional things that may be encoded in the transaction, but that are not necessarily need to be stored in the platform itself. I just realized it was, uh, I look back through my old chats, shout out to Joe Atang for, uh, for giving me the, the, you know, the, the, the FOMO. He's like, bro, go quick. And I'm like, what? He's like, go mint BTNS on the BTNS network. And I was like, BTNS, I hadn't heard that in a month or so. He's like, go now. The Chinese are on it. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these so, Chinese took me by surprise, man. I just, one day I woke up and uh, Counterparty is having problems and exchange down. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? I go to solve the problem and they figure out, oh, these Chinese people, man, they're crazy. They're, they're crazy, crazy. Bro. 
Thanks so wait, when can, when can I expect BTNS to be listed, man? <laughs> BTNS is the best token. It's the number one I token. Don't. It needs to get on there. <laughs> to be clear, I don't have any plans to do any official token on counterpart, or excuse me, on uh, BTNS. There is in the future, uh, relatively soon, um, that I will be uh, announcing how the gas token which is the only special reserve token on the platform um that i've defined i will uh, allow that to be open minted fairly 100 open mint not pre-mined me not putting any in my pocket um, i have no plans currently to use that or require that token on the platform but that will be the anti-spam mechanism where if stuff starts running away on the platform or some abusive behavior starts happening i can throw a fee on it and say, hey, this function now requires X amount of gas and that people will have to go get that gas token. So that's the only official token that, that I will be using to like kind of rate limit and anti-spam stuff on uh, BTNS period. But don't you think though, um, filtering for quote unquote spam could hinder the progress of the protocol or limit it? Maybe some people view it as kind of this, this central you know, kind of central authority that is governing it. Have, have you, do you take that into consideration or are you pretty firm on um, the spam filter um, of adding a fee or using the gas token? I, I am one, I want to see people use 100% native token. Or excuse me. I want them to just use Bitcoin. I don't want people to have to use uh, gas to do stuff, getting XCP and having that be as a utility token, as an anti-spam token within Counterparty has been a huge hindrance to adoption over the years, at least is my belief. So I want to do everything I can to not require uh, anything other than Bitcoin. And as soon as I can, I will be introducing features to the platform like dispensers where I can make it so that no matter what, even if I have to put a anti-spam fee on that says, all right, now, now it requires, you know, a, a dollar's worth of gas. I can still have a feature that makes it so that you only pay with Bitcoin. That transaction automatically purchases the required gas from a dispenser from the community, not from me. And then you consumes that gas to perform the action. I don't want to do that, but I'm clear. I, if I have to, I will do that, but I will do it in a, in a fair way, but I don't want to put brakes on, on this if I don't have to, but it's, it, at this point I might have to, because if it becomes really abusive to counterparty, I'm not going to allow my experimentation on counterparty to take counterparty down. That's not fair to anybody. Got it. Thanks for the clarification. Uh, it makes complete sense. And then of course, when you move past counterparty, I'm sure there will be different measures set. Uh, one question from the crowd and then we'll call on Dogfather. Uh, somebody had commented and said, can BTNS be pruned? Um, in its current state? Um, I mean, it's transaction. It's just messages that are broadcast, and I just have one indexer that is interpreting those messages and giving it to the community so anybody can copy it, write their own rules, and interpret those messages however they want. So if at any point I'm taking things in the wrong direction and the community disagrees, they can fork, they can get their own explorer, and they can decide what is best for, for BTNS. But there's no way to, to delete messages, undo messages, anything like that? No, no, there's no, no way to delete or undo messages. We're still early, so some of these um, bug fixes, I might, I might not 
put protocol changes in for. Um, I might just fix them and going forward. Um, but yeah, there's there's not going to be any any deletions or or changes to the ledger rules at this point. They're kind of kind of set for now. I think. Good, good. Uh, Dogfather, what's on your mind? Yeah, maybe just a general note. I mean, I think we can interpret these broadcasts on Counterparty like an envelope, you know, like Casey is doing with the runes. I mean, it's just a different kind of like uh, wrapper for these messages. And, you know, that I think in the same way, Casey thought that, you know, the fungible tokens and, you know, the art inscriptions may not be cool together in one envelope. I think this is also now moving this fair mint stuff out from Counterparty, which is maybe more suitable for like, uh, you know, these these traditional tokens and rep happies and space of Genesis and the like, I think it makes a lot of sense because, you know, you may you may need different infrastructure for both. And um, so I think it's, it's, it's strategically a very good decision. And Adam, coming back to you, when will BTNS be listed? What I heard from the Mark III AI operators that they start with the three tokens and then they will add, uh, you know, gently add a few more once, you know, the tech is ready. It's yep. still in beta, so um, they don't want to have 100 tokens there, and you know it's just making stuff complicated. Sure. Right now, as Jake was reading out loud, uh, most of the trading concentrates in this one SAT token. This is like, I would say now, let's more like the benchmark token. And uh, once there are more, we will see the interest in the other tokens. But I think if you now want to have exposure, you know, as a trader to BTNS, I think the most liquidity is in, in, in this one SAP token. Uh, the other stuff is mostly traded OTC. Um, so in these WeChat groups, there were like uh, huge kind of like interest by a few large, uh, you know, accounts and they had the OTC desk and they were pretty, pretty liquid. I mean, they only took 1% fees. So you see there was kind of like competition. So we have Telegram groups. They also do um, OTC trading. So there's already something going on. But if you look in the, into the transfers on the uh, BTNS exchange page, most of the, and it's also in my, in, in my post, so you can see the numbers, most of the transfers um, happen in these three tokens that are already listed on Mark III. So like 97% um, of all transfers are just in these three tokens. So you see that, it is kind of like focusing at the moment on on a handful of of tickers. It will, it will be interesting to see once this marketplace adds the other ones. For the majority of inscription coin ecosystems, generally the first that's deployed tends to be the most valuable. I think the only uh, instance that is not the case is actually with SRC twenty, because I believe Kevin was deployed first, but Stamp is ultimately the one that overtook it is generally the ticker that ever sounds like whatever the protocol is exactly that's why actually that's why i was like oh btns this is a no-brainer of course it's gonna be worth zero it's gonna be worth zero no 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 i bought it so it's definitely zero bro sell it all today baby sell it all today anybody wants to come up and has any questions too please uh feel free to to come up and have the conversation I'm actually, obviously, we work at Emblem Vault, myself, Chris, and Adam, and, you know, we're a multi-chain cross-chain type of product. The thing that stuck out to me in the beginning was this idea of broadcast uh, or BTNS existing on multiple chains and being this kind of multi-chain product, right? I think both of us share, you know, very, very similar mentality in terms of that perspective. J-Dog, 
take us through, I guess, maybe just early vision of how that will actually happen. Is it, is it something as simple as, or, or something I would say as complex as you have to deploy some sort of BTNS contract or something on each chain and then like they interact with each other? I'm just curious kind of like the plumbing of how that works. Sure. So initially, um, BTNS is on, is on uh, Doge Party and, and uh, Counterparty, so Bitcoin and Dogecoin. Um, they're independent ledgers, and, and BTNS is just a, an indexer to interpret the transactions on, on those independent ledgers. So currently, I'm just writing a con- BTNS is just a consensus engine that anybody can copy and run on any blockchain. Um, and and uh, I'm only running it currently on Dogecoin and Bitcoin. Um, but as far as how it goes multi-chain in the future, I mean, right now, anybody can copy BTNS, start spamming messages however they want on whatever chain they want and, and write up an index, uh, you know, spin up the indexer and, and have BTNS on any chain. Um, but I don't plan to spin up BTNS on any other chains right now. I plan to build out the indexer and then just kind of step step away from it for a little bit. As far as going multi-chain in the X-chain platform, um, I'm going to take the BTNS consensus engine indexer um, as the core guts of the of the platform and then roll out Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Dogecoin initially. And because I will have a kind of a standard way of interpreting the rules in the X-Chain platform, it'll make it much easier for Javier and I to write functionality that will allow atomic swaps between the chains. So uh, any in the future, any chain that gets added to X-Chain platform, you'll will be able to like do cross-chain swaps from like Bitcoin to Ethereum to Solana to whatever chain wants to integrate with us. Wow. So, so basically, the, uh, from, sorry, Jake, from, from, from like a, a smooth brain perspective, what that means is they kind of live independently. So it's not like, whatever, let's take BTNS, right? Because it's the one I know. So BTNS is on Bitcoin right now. It's not like there's going to be an identical BTNS on Dogecoin and they all run concurrently. It's like you could swap it over to Dogecoin, trade on Dogecoin, and then swap it back. But it's not like they're not like identical ledgers where they're both transacting at the same time. Do I have that right? You're absolutely correct. The okay. the nightmare with having one ledger with all the data being yes. written in all sorts of different blockchains at different intervals and rollbacks and reorgs, nobody's ever going to have some unified master ledger. So the best I can do is have ledgers on every chain and have some functionality that allows it to swap back and forth between chains by like locking stuff up on one chain and issuing or releasing on another chain. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow, Adam, you're going to be a developer here pretty soon. <laughs> Dogecoin's probably taught you a lot here. Bro, bro. <laughs> progress. bro, 13 million inscriptions in a week will, will fry your brain a little bit. It's just talking dev talk real soon. So, so J-Dog, would you, like for Litecoin, right? Litecoin does not have a counterparty, uh, which I'm actually very surprised something like Lightparty has not popped up yet. But there is something, right? The only other counterparty fork that exists is on Mona coin, which is called Mona Party, which is actually pretty cool um goes back to 2018 japanese influence would you have to then would would something like that be where you have where you fork counterparty implement that on litecoin or do you have to construct it in a different way um for btns to exist on litecoin yeah to be clear i'm not forking counterparty i'm not trying to take 
<laughs> with me. I'm I guess that's not even allowed to say fork anymore. Can't say forks. No forks allowed. <laughs> Brand new. So, uh, so anyway, can you repeat the question one more time? Yeah, I was just curious how, because you mentioned the first three protocols was Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and Litecoin. Obviously, Doge Party and, Bit and uh, Counterparty exist, but Light Party does not exist. So how would you um, implement BTNS on Litecoin? Uh, you know, it's just a message that we need to write into a, a transaction on Litecoin. So um, we'll go with Javier, be like, what's the simplest way to write this, you know, transaction into the chain and the smallest transaction, start broadcasting messages over there whenever, spin up an indexer and, and you know, it's done. I mean, I, I agree. Uh, Light Party has been uh, something I think everybody's expected for a long, long time. And I almost wanted to do it for a number of years, but I've just been too too darn busy. So I'm, I'm glad to see, uh, you know, gold, Bitcoin, or excuse me, gold, uh, silver, and bronze finally all kind of have a token platform for people that want to go really fast or somebody that want mostly secure or somebody who wants rock hard secure. Yeah, I agree. Dog father. <clears throat> Sorry. Excuse me. Go ahead. Yeah, J-Dog, I have a question. So how, how do you plan to implement the, the broadcasting messaging? Will it be like a um, free wallet right now, what, what we used, you know, early on? Or will it be just like something like a, a new light wallet that's just meant for BTNS? Because you don't need all the functionalities, right, that Free Wallet has. So do you, I mean, something like a browser extension where you can say, okay, I want, you know, it on Bitcoin or I want it on Litecoin or Dogecoin. And then you just, you know, deploy or mint or transfer. Yeah, that's the long, longer term vision for, for the exchange platform is just like one wallet where you can manage all of your tokens on all the chains and just say, all right, I want to mint this one on this chain or that chain. Uh, as far as how BTNS will live uh, on counterparty or on, on Bitcoin. Um, I'm still not sure <laughs> of the path forward for BTNS and integration into free wallet. I'm not sure if I want to make it so you can see balances and put a form in there. So like when you, you know, a counterparty and free wallet, you go in there and say, create issuance and it, you know, just plug in the field right now. BTNS is kind of like some techie thing where you got to copy some weird string and paste it. And I might just want to leave it that way so that it's clear, like I'm, I'm not trying to create a competing token platform in a wallet where people are expecting one thing and getting something else. So the, the quick answer to your question is you're going to keep broadcasting funky strings through, through, you know, the broadcast message for now. Until we get a broadcast wallet. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say that's the one thing where, I mean, look, obviously it's, it's all early adopters right now who are willing to figure out, okay, copy paste this string into the message, you know, do all that sort of stuff. But obviously to get kind of like widespread adoption, you have to have like, you know, whatever, a minting page or whatever, you know, just make it, you know, super dumb, easy um, to kind of onboard the next whatever 10,000 people or whatever um would be something that yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to build the back-end tools um to, to allow people to do all that stuff like yeah. I, built, I got a good framework with xchain and the apis all of the apis that are usable on btns are the same exact ones that are usable on main main xchain so it's very easy for everybody to integrate uh with this new new platform uh, as well as as emblem vaults you know
Let's go. Yeah. There's gonna be some fun, fun cross collaborative opportunities there in the future. Um, I'm actually going to start minting BTNS map right now. So <laughs> here we go. Here we go, baby. <laughs> Run it back. Uh, we'll go to Chris and then Dogfather right after. Yeah, we kind of touched on it a bit earlier, but going through the community, there was a lot from the Chinese community. Do you know kind of any idea why it started to get a little bit of traction over there? Or any, any idea on the background there? Dogfather may know. Dogfather, what do you think? Yeah, a uh, good question. Uh, typically, it starts that someone is, uh, you know, does find a tweet, you know, like JDogs or, or, or mine or whoever want, uh, talked about it, and then just write it out. I mean, you know, the specs were out. I mean, it was not like, um, you know, it, it was pretty simple. And then they played around. And then once they put it in some alpha group, then this is going berserk. I mean, this is very simple. You just need to ignite the fire and then a thousand people jump on it. They have spaces like with hundreds of people. They set up the WeChat groups, but but it's interesting. So I'll, I will talk. I have uh, contacts with a, a few large accounts. I would just ask. So who was the first? I mean, who who was the first talking about that in in this community? Yeah, you you know you've you've hit it when you start seeing your tweets retweeted and like translated. That's when you know you've really uh, you've reached the Asian market, uh, which I'm sure Dogfather has felt that with. Uh, with BTNS, it's it's a it's a surreal experience, and until recently, I'd never had that happen before. So it's uh, yeah, it's a, we're we're bridging the gap with uh, with Asia, that's for sure. Yeah, so many communities try and kind of cross that chasm, and so that's a pretty big step and super early. So cool to see. I wonder what what it is. I mean, I know right, the East loves gambling as well, right? China and Korea predict uh, mostly. Um, or, and they've always been, you know, big fans of, of Bitcoin. I mean, in 2017, the quote unquote kimchi premium, right, was from people in, in South Korea trading at 15% premium on Bitcoin. That's that's how, quote unquote, SBF got his his yeah. wealth, right, until we found out maybe later. Or maybe that was, was a scam. <laughs> uh, but I've, I've also come to learn, right, uh, Dogfather hit it on the head about the WeChat groups, where once it starts getting shared in WeChat, so you think about, you know, the East, most of these, everything is done in WeChat between just general conversation, ordering your groceries, right, communication. And so once you get those spread in there, um, it the, the tokens tend to take off. And then they have all these like different groups. And, you know, you I, I watch SRC20 and BRC20 are probably, um, you know, the most on the frontier in terms of like the East adoption. Maybe it's because it's a free and fair mint also. So. Yeah. I think and, it's that it's that plus the very inexpensive minting too uh, is very attractive to a lot of them, which for obvious reasons, right? Not everybody has a couple grand to mint something, right? It's but you do have twenty bucks to get a few mints, right, and get excited about it. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I think that's why actually SRC twenty struggled to kind of mint out at the beginning, right? Because it was. I mean, I don't even know. I, I probably have some Kevin. I don't even know. I can't remember. But it was like. It was expensive. We've talked about it. it was like 50 bucks or 60 bucks. And I was like, man, how's this ever going to mint out? I mean, people were doing the math and it was like, it was going to be a million dollars to mint out Kevin or whatever, you know? And it was like, who's going to mint this? But, you know, it eventually did. But some of these, like with obviously BTNS, where it's a couple bucks, it just, it allows for a lot more aping on a lot more people to ape into this sort of stuff, which we've talked about a lot, which is like, how do you onboard the next billion people? You can't with, 
you know, $1,500 JPEGs, but you can with $5 mints, right? That works. Um, so this is maybe the new bull run, man. And another parallel to it and something that I've, I've been thinking about the, prior to, I guess, ordinals and, you know, counterparty was able to do this as well. Um, but like on smart contract platforms, in order to deploy a token, you have to understand how to first deploy a smart contract. Right. And then, and then it evolved to not only do you have to learn how to deploy a smart contract, but then you have to learn how to set up the LP pool. You have to prevent from MEV bots. And ultimately to deploy a token ended up coming to, you had to have some sort of startup cost for it, right? Cause you need X amount for the liquidity pool. You need X amount to deploy the smart contract, et cetera. Here with these new emerging, you know, inscription coin ecosystems, you literally just deploy the ticker and then it's off to the races, right? So the, the friction has been reduced, you know, uh, drastically. Obviously then it does lead to spam, right? As J-Dog had mentioned, or just, or just this idea that a lot of these tokens are going to be minted. Most of them will probably be not valuable. And so it may, maybe it creates new um, dynamics in terms of like how to evaluate what tokens or what, uh, but it has reduced the friction for just the everyday person like me and you, Adam, for going in and deploying it. Right. I deployed Jake on BRC 20 as just an experiment to see what would kind of happen. Yep. Right, minted out pretty quick, and you know, ultimately after that, then it's up to the person to decide what you want to do with it. But you know, we're seeing a lot of different ways now, almost a year into this, um, to see where these different tokens uh, are are going in the different ecosystems. So uh, it is really interesting. Uh, what's up, Dog Father? Yeah, hundred percent. But that you know, making it so simple to deploy a token also comes hand in hand that it's extremely difficult to build a community, right? Because they just jump on the next one. So uh, naturally, you will have something like a handful of tokens that has well that have value because you need to offer something. You know, uh, could be you know alpha groups, could be you know ad drops, could be just a cool community-run Discord. You need to have something. Otherwise, I mean, it's really just pumping, and then people leave for the next token, and you 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 can't really retain uh, uh, the the community. And uh, so, so that is the big challenge. I mean, we have seen that with, you know, BitGod on BRC20 with his OXPT. I mean, it's so much hype and it was so hard, you know, to, to keep the value. And then they had some art drops and whatnot. But it, it, is, it is easy to deploy. It may even be easy to mint out, but to deliver value and to form a community. Well, this is, this is really hard. And uh, this is also why why we created this sad BTNS uh, a Twitter account just to to start building a community and uh, also supporting the development team with you know uh, donations and and everything because uh, these things are, are not cheap uh, to develop. Uh, we need to to get them some funding, uh, you know, to to really get uh, gain traction. And and the Chinese community, I mean, they may be you know, real, real gamblers and traders, but they're also extremely supportive. So uh, we had a donation campaign and I thought, I told them, right, right in the Twitter space, donations do not work. And they were like, look, you don't know us. <laughs> and honestly, honestly, I, ha I had a Google form and asked for, okay, how many people would, you know, tentatively donate something? And, and we had a number and I was like, okay, now, now do donations. So let's see, here's the address. And honestly, it matched one-to-one. -one. I mean, there was so much social pressure to really donate. If you said you donate and you did not, I think you, you lose your face 
And honestly, they matched it one-to-one. I, I yeah. was extremely impressed. So I, I'm pretty bullish with this community that you can build something if, if people really have this community feeling. And so let's build something together. So I, I'm honestly pretty bullish. That's interesting. It's a, it, yeah, I think... The Chinese community spamming those SAT transactions were, were really unexpected to me, but the unexpected side effect was, like I said, um, you know, it, it showed me that there's really some excitement and value in here, and it also validated, hey, maybe I don't need to worry about how to fund all this stuff. Maybe I just keep building what I want to build here, and the community is really going to step up and take care of funding because in 12 hours just through minting the sat token and using the infrastructure and wallet i built they donated just through the automatic donation system ten thousand dollars in in like 12 hours so it's it's incredible to to see this kind of support personally for for something i'm building and i really appreciate the chinese community that's amazing i i think you know jake has talked about it a lot about um What's it, Unisat and and them minting out like the the Sats token? Um, I think that's a in, really interesting model as well. And obviously, J Dog, you've thought about this a little bit, but the idea of minting kind of this community token that becomes like the gas in the transactions, which obviously you you've already thought about, but but you actually do minting some of that for yourself uh, and for the for the platform. Um, and I mean by by a, a significant amount, you know, between five and ten percent or something like that. Uh, in a fair mint environment, but that's used as gas in the community also provides that kind of like, it's liquid, everybody has a piece of it, it's almost like a community ownership thing. And then that becomes the gas of the community. Uh, it's, a, it's really smart. I, I love that model. It's, it's pretty, it, it benefits everybody in, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, the- I want one more thing worth mentioning that's, uh, you know, we've talked about Fairmint and, and that's awesome and, and people definitely want it. There's demand for it. Um, it's worth mentioning a difference with BTNS is, yes, it absolutely allows you to do Fairmint. But um, with everything else, you're like, hey, here's the max supply. Go for it. And it just go until the, you hit the max supply. With BTNS, you can say, hey, here's the max supply for now. You know, go crazy. But you still reserve the right to issue things and mint the tokens how you want. If you, some people want to do mint 25% to start up a project and then fair mint the rest, that's fine. If people want to have a project and say, we're going to mint 25% in this year. And then in a year, we're going to do another open fair mint. It, it BTNS allows you to issue your token and uh, however you would want to and include a fair mint component. That is pretty novel. I mean, that's, but that has components of smart contract-like functionalities for tokens, right? With, with pre-mines and different types of distribution. So it is interesting. Uh, going back once to like the community token thing. I mean, if right, the crypto space is monkey see, monkey do. They all run the same playbook. Sats was integrated by Unisat to be kind of this community token um, type idea. We're now seeing it on Bell's coin, right? Where Nook is now being kind of this community token and they just have large supplies that people could just go in and mint out and your ordinals wallet is running it back where their fees are being paid in in nook which is the community token and so you're seeing right so that's the second time gate and doginals or what is it very uh doge labs right gate came out and basically said pretty much through their taxes that fiwb is going to be that version on Doginals. Um, and so now you're seeing three of this happening. 
So here with BTNS, right, whatever that token B is, um, will probably have very positive impacts. Because, of course, you want one token. At least this is kind of what I'm seeing. One token ends up becoming the treasury type token, right? The store of value. That's generally the first token of some sort. And now we're seeing that the second token, which is of a much larger supply, which generally will onboard 10, 20, 30,000 type people into it, then becomes this low denominated type um, asset or token to then be used for whatever functionality is introduced to the ecosystem, whether it's staking, DeFi, kind of et cetera. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what that is, especially here with the, the interesting dynamic is cross-chain functionality. So will that token be deployed on Bitcoin? Will that token be deployed on on Litecoin, right? Is it on Dogecoin? Is it a mix of all? Like that'll, I think to me, that is kind of really fascinating because you'll you get this full kind of cross-chain community in this one ecosystem, right? And this is kind of Emblem does this as well, but on the NFT level. Um, so you're doing it now on the native token level, which is which is uh, really fascinating. Yeah, J-Dog, when can we stake and farm our uh, our BTNS, man? When, when is that going to be ready? Funny <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that, you know, I've been thinking, you know, one of these things that I haven't added yet is staking. I definitely... <laughs> <laughs> add staking to it. I don't. I don't believe in staking, but you know. Me neither. But but I people love it. Beliefs to hold hold stuff back. People want, clearly want to play around. So sure, I'll add some staking. Oh, you do it with this native token. You do the native token. You do staking, farming, rewards, and it's the community gas token. You roll that out. You're like the leader, man. Because you know that's that's Dgens love that stuff, man. If I can, yeah, that's what if I want to do is I, I want to roll it out in a in a fair way where it makes just clear that like hey this is this is a fair way uh, it's not a pre mine it's not a it's not a money grab uh, but I don't want to just you know flip on the switches say go 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 this is the official token uh, and and mint it all out I I I need to take at least a week or two and and think about the best way to do this which currently I think is like mint out gas over maybe a month and and say go 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 for a week. And then see what happens. And so anyway, we'll we'll see what happens with the gas token. It's also worth mentioning that I'm I'm open to uh using SAT or whatever the general community decides as to use as the base token uh as the anti-spam mechanism. I'm not set on having to have it be the token named gas if the community says, hey, SAT was here, we were here first, and this is the the token we really want to use. I will use that as the anti-spam mechanism required on the on BTNS. So it's still undecided. If I could have one request, J-Dog, one of the products that you were introducing that I don't think really made it far yet was the decentralized betting. If you could if you could implement that Whoa. into BTNS for every chain, I think the idea of decentralized betting, right? We see this kind of with Polymarket right now on Ethereum, just absolutely exploding with the predictions market on a on uh, when the BT or when the Bitcoin ETF would be approved. And so if you could do that across all chains, you're uh, unlocking a lot of value, um, right? Like with, with Light, we'll use Litecoin, for example. They had an ordinal ecosystem pop up, all the infrastructure imploded, but there's still $5 billion sitting there in value waiting to be directed. So if you could denominate this in Litecoin and people can bet on on stuff with with their LTC, right? That it just that's one avenue that just unlocks a lot. But um, that was a product that you had uh, had donations for on on free wallets. So if you could implement that into BTNS, I think that would be super super cool to do. Yeah, Counterparty has a really beautiful betting system that unfortunately was 
was not ever really utilized uh, to its full full potential. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do plan in BTNS to focus a lot more on on oracles and and uh, and betting and 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 things like that, but in a trustless way, where I'm never holding any funds. Nobody ever comes after me for for doing anything because <laughs> I don't hold any funds. I'm just the guy saying, "Here's the rules." <laughs> I I agree. Uh, what's up, dog father? Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, betting, I mean, if you already see that the Chinese community, you know, love to trade, I mean, one thing we know for sure, they love betting. I mean, it's like, uh, that's definitely something uh, that, that could really fit. I just wanted to not forget to give a shout out to the Mark 3 AI team. I mean, they, they are really shipping fast. Um and they had they built a really like pretty smooth website. They 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 shipped an improvement today or yesterday where you can decide uh, to have some kind of like um, escrowed trading account with them where you save a lot on on fees. So this is pretty cool if you don't want to you know keep it uh, in in your wallet. So it's 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 of course a bit centralized and not a bit riskier. Uh, in, in that respect, but you save a lot on on fees, and if it's like more a short term position for trading, uh, it's 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 relatively cheap to trade. And uh, saying that, they're also a big supporter of the uh, development team, so they um, um, donate twenty percent of what they earn on the SAT token, and this will be paid out monthly, and it will be then channeled to the development team. So I think that's pretty worth an applaud. And uh, so go give them a follow, uh, check out their, um, their their website and their marketplace. Uh, I have, uh, you know, the, the tweet or the post, uh, Jake uh, pinned here. Uh, you, you find a video how to do that. And it's really extremely simple. You just connect your Uniset wallet, you click on buy, uh, and that's it. I mean, it's really extremely simple. So to trade on this on this marketplace with the tokens that are there yet, is extremely simple. You don't need, uh, you know, if you don't like to install a free wallet or so, you can just play around. If you have a Uniset wallet and some BTC in there, you can just really try out the marketplace. Uh, maybe, but, you know, just like um, a smaller position, try it out. It's really working um, smoothly so far and, and they plan to ship a few more things. So yeah, so, so props to them. Um, you know, I, have, I haven't heard about them before, so I was a bit skeptical, but so far they, they you know, delivered and uh, I, I love to see that. So it, it's so important to have tools and infra um, in, in this space. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if anybody has any other questions, they could come up. If not, we'll probably uh, wind this down a little bit. Um, J-Dog, I appreciate you for coming on, man. I know you've, you've had a, a wild few weeks and BTNS was you know, first introduced maybe six, seven, eight months ago. So it's really enlightening to see that you're actually picking it back up, you know, closing the book on your previous chapter, which, uh, you know, I'm much appreciative of, of you. I'm sure everyone in the community is, although they are a little bit angry, right? X-Chain and Counterparty wouldn't be where it is today, you know, without um, your service and maintenance of the protocol um, and taking the keys. But it is exciting now to see, you know, a true OG builder who's been in the space for 10 years going and building their own project um, who, who has a lot of credibility and a lot of technical knowledge. So appreciate you for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Also, you know, Test is celebrating its 10-year anniversary in Vegas this weekend. So I'll see you Ooh. on Saturday with, with the Pepe boys and everybody else that is there. So I'm um, excited to meet you in person and 
uh, we'll get to shoot the shit. Uh, Dogfather, any final closing remarks on BTNS and, and any announcements or anything like that? Oh, um, yeah, I think uh, don't forget to tune into JDoc space later. Um, we will also have a space uh, particular for the SAT community, for the SAT BTNS community, probably next week. So there will be hopefully some very good news out there. So it de depends a bit on JDoc. Uh, uh, making one, one little function for the BTNS uh, protocol, the destroy function. Once this is done, we have uh, pretty good news. So there will probably be uh, a uh, very nice space uh, next week and something to celebrate. So yeah, just try it out. Uh, slide in my DMs if uh, you know anything is unclear. Um, yeah, so again, thanks JDoc and, and the team. Uh, Javier, I, I see you're here there as well. So thanks for putting that uh, in, you know, uh, it, it's really exciting. So I'm lo really looking forward. Looking to uh, my pinned post there, I think it's a good selection of um, all the specs um, um, JDoc was, was putting into place. And you see also like a kind of like a roadmap what they're planning. So yeah, just just uh, dive into that. Um, you know, don't, don't you know, um, sell your kidney and your house and your kids <laughs> to do that, but, you know, test it out a bit. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe a kidney that, that would work. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not the house. No, if you want generational wealth, you at least got to wager, wager a kidney, <laughs> at least a kidney. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's redundant anyway, the second one. So you can do that. Um, yeah. See you. See you soon. Yeah. If one final closing remark, I pinned to the top, uh, emblem vault sales bot is live. Make sure that you guys give it a follow. Um, as we add more collections over this month and wrap up our legacy migration, you'll see a lot more sales being conducted through that. So make sure that you follow that is for 0.2 ETH sales or higher. And then eventually you'll see Bitcoin when we deploy on Bitcoin ordinals. Make sure you give everyone on stage a follow. Myself, Adam and Chris and Emblem Vault, we host this show Tuesday through Thursday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. Next Tuesday, um, I'll give a little preview. It's a bitmap focus space. We're gonna be talking with the block runner guys and uh recursive verse or bitmap tech with their brc 420 protocol for those that don't haven't noticed uh, nat by the block runner guys um just came online yesterday and it has over a million dollars in trading volume in 24 hours uh brc 420's blue box thing is actually sitting 10,000 assets at 0.4 bitcoin or 0.3 bitcoin it is one of the i guess best kept secrets in the space right now Metaverse assets, man. It's uh, it's going to be booming. Um, we'll have shows Wednesday and Thursday as well. Make sure you give everyone a follow. Enjoy your Thursday, and uh, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Bye.